Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Yeah, the, I was reading in the word. And so I just like, you know, I like to look up the definitions and it just like meekness, like the ability to understand and know that like, I can't do anything apart from God. Like I need God in every area and every part. And it's just like exalting the name of the Lord, you know? And so I just have been praying for meekness to like cover the church. Like, Lord, we can't do anything without you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, we've been talking about these two really difficult situations and it's like, Jesus is the only answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not education. It's not, you know, it, it's not any of that. It's just the spirit of the Lord needs to cut through a hardened heart and soften a heart of stone and turn their heart back to him, you know? Yeah. Somebody who is capable of doing those kind of things um, clearly does not know the love of God. And it's the love of God that allows us to have honor and love even for ourselves, our family, for others, respect for life. So um, listeners, you're tuning in. It's season three of Real Talk, and I believe it's episode five. And uh, currently... Um, Jenna is in Iowa. Jenna, yes, you're home. And I am in Albuquerque or no, not Albuquerque, Santa Fe, um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, where it is just as cold. (laughs) So we came here for, um, family memories and just time to, uh, just, yeah, just be with, you know, my husband and, and my daughter. And, um, we did some hiking and did some fun things. But while I was here, I was told of this horrific story. And that's what Jen and I were just talking about. Um, just told of, uh, something that happened just about an hour from where, where we are at here in New Mexico, but it was in Albuquerque, uh, where a woman, I believe she was 18 years old, um, had a newborn baby, newborn baby boy. And basically it's so, it's so hard to say, Jenna, like I, I like, like I almost can't stomach saying what she did. Um, clearly, you know, she's not led in a right way, in a moral way, in an honoring life-giving way, but it was completely, I mean, this is completely just void of God to throw your newborn baby in a dumpster. So that's what happened. Um, thankfully the baby was found. There were, um, dumpster divers that found the, found the baby and, um, he's okay, but just, makes me so sick and so angry. And then what to do with that. Right. And that's, I believe where we're just talking about like this meekness of, of like bringing it to God. And then, I mean, when I heard about this, like, I I mean, I do, I feel, I feel a sense of anger too, you know, but it's a righteous anger. It's not like a, um, you know, it's not like, (laughs) like a, 
not good anger. It's a righteous anger. And there's all throughout scripture. I mean, when there's vile and wicked things like this, there is a righteous anger that God has. And for us as the church, how do we, how do we approach these kind of things? You know, it says in the word that as we get closer and closer to the end of times, that darkness is going to grow darker, but the church is going to shine brighter. And, you know, the kids and I, this morning, we are in the book of Acts and, um, I was in Acts three and I was just reading kind of some of the footnotes and it talks about for he must remain in heaven until the restoration of all things has taken place, fulfilling everything that God said long ago through his holy prophets. And when I went down and I looked at the word restoration there, like, what does that mean? You know, that, um, Jesus isn't going to come back until heaven, um, he's going to remain in heaven until the restoration of all things. And when you look at that, it says down here, which um, infers the restoration of creation to the state of existence before the fall, also a Davidic covenant being restored. And then also says restoration of perfect health. And so Hmm. like, I think it's important to remember while there are wicked things going on to just really press into God um, because that, that is very hopeful And to think that there's going to be two polar opposite things happening at the same time, right? Like like the wicked are going to be so wicked. They're going to be doing things such as, you know, throwing, uh, you know, babies in the dumpster, you know, you were just reading, you know, scoffing at God, like there's just going to be wickedness, you know? Um, But my hope is, is that, you know, that the church is going to be mature and shining bright and God's going to bring full healing, perfect health, you know, like to us. And um, it's, it's, well, it's a time of like heartache because you see the wickedness. It's also going to be a time of restoration and um, you know, something that the Lord showed me this week is that like, okay, so you and I just, we just saw this, we just, you know, witnessed this story. We just saw this story. And so it's like, you know, also looking at this woman Mm. and having the eyes of Jesus to see her and say, Jesus, get her, like, get her. Like, that's like my slogan, like Holy spirit, get, get them, get her, like you get her in a, in a good way. Of course, you know, I'm not saying it like, yeah, but, um, cause it's the only answer. Yeah. It's the only answer. Absolutely. And that was the same for, um, so again, listeners, we were, Jen and I were just chatting a little bit before uh, we started. And one of the other examples, um, and some of this, can, I mean, a lot of this, most of this can be found on the live action. Uh, I believe that's what they're called. Action um, is a, a pro-life organization, but they had somebody speaking at a college campus and there were young teenage girls um, mocking them, you know, and just, it's just vile. And I felt such, again, just a righteous anger. And I'm like, Lord, get them. Same kind of thing, like Holy Spirit, because that's the only thing that's going to bring um a value for life and a love and an honor for life. And, you know, Jenna, you mentioned the, like the Davidic covenant. And I just want to talk about that for a second. I, a couple of years ago came into just a, I would say study and a revelation on what that means. And I just want to read this because this is our hope. This is what we have. This is full restoration. So um, with the full restoration of David's government and rule. So like, um, like it was, 
it's actually, as we know, by King Jesus, the Messiah, not David, but it's called the Davidic covenant um, and the future benefits of Davidic order described in scripture are the following. So this is so good. Check this out and I'll give the, the scripture reference. So <laughs> world peace, right? Like we, there actually is going to be world peace, but it's not the kind that we think like, you know, I always think about the beauty queen saying, I want world peace. I'm always like, well, that's not going to happen until Jesus comes back. <laughs> but that's, in, that's from Isaiah two, four. So there will be, you know, there will be a time like we, when we enter into that, there will be universal justice. That's from Isaiah nine, seven. There will be the physical presence of King Jesus, the Messiah in Jerusalem. Like, can you imagine like, like he's really coming, he's really coming to rule and reign. And you can look um, for that in Jeremiah 31, Ezekiel 48, and then a couple other things. I love this. A temple on Mount Moriah, which will also be a house of prayer for all nations with a Jewish flavor. So that um, from Isaiah 56, seven. So some of the like festivals and things like that, like, I feel like this is why, and even like Shabbat and just some of the Jewish flavor of things, I feel like I've kind of stepped into, and I know you have too, there's a draw there because we know Jesus is Jewish. So there actually will be a, just a Jewish flavor. Um, and then I love this one. This is my favorite one. So from Isaiah 35, one through 10, that the deserts will blossom like the rose with perennial water sources. So I always mm. think like there's going to be this living water, but that living water as well, as it says in revelation flows from the throne. Like there is a river of life flowing mm -hmm. from the throne mm -hmm. and the, I think it's like the trees on each side, right. With the leaves for the healing of the nation. So we will enter into a fullness of the garden in, you know, in, in our lives in Christ. And so it's, I mean, that gives us hope. This isn't our home. Like when you see these vile and wicked things, it's like, man, this is, and people have choice. Like that's, that's the thing is people can have the choice of which path they want to walk down. And, you know, Lord, we lift up this girl, this girl who did this, God, that she would have a life-changing encounter with you. We pray for this baby, that this baby um, would have, oh my goodness, Lord, that this baby would know that you are father and there's no abandonment in you. There's adoption in you. And so I just pray that for this little baby boy and these girls um, who mock, it's like mocking the things of God, that they would have a life-changing encounter that brings them into morality and honor and love. You know, right? Amen. That's just what we do. That's what we have to do when we see these things. Like you said, is pray, bring it before the Lord, you know? Amen. Yeah. So I recently had this dream and it's going to seem super simple, but in this dream, um, I was at the store and I was buying Demi, like this little stuffed animal bunny, bunny rabbit. And this little, it was like a plush little TP house thing that the bunny like could go in. And I was buying this gift for her. And when I went to go check out, it was $12. So, you know, God speaks to us through dreams. Um, we see that all over, you know, the Bible, um, how um, certain people would come in and interpret dreams. And it's been a huge part of my life because um, remember just God speaks like, you know, for someone that I don't know, 
to, to, to tell me, you know, the interpretation of my dream. And it just is exactly what I'm going through, or it's exactly like, it's just really incredible. It's just a beautiful way that, you know, God speaks to us through our dreams and anyways. And so when I got an interpretation of this dream, it was that, you know, the number 12, so the items that I purchased for $12, um, stands for unity. And so unity, um, is what brings fast growth. Uh, so a bunny rabbit, or a, a rabbit is fast growth. So yeah. things and dreams will like, they don't mean what they are. Like there's, it's a representation of something. And Symbolic. So, yeah. Yeah. So the Lord was just talking to me about, you know, unity is what will bring fast growth, fast growth in the home or like, you know, so a TP is like a home. And I, I did this thing where I was looking up TPs. Cause I was like, I don't really know much about TPs, but it was cool. Cause at the top of a TP there's smoke flaps. And so anything with fire is good, right? Like the fire of God. And so, um, I was just really hopeful and I just think the Lord, like is that's a subject that the Lord has not dropped on me, like for over a year is like unity, unity in the body. And, um, you know, what, what that's going to bring in just the power and unity. And he just has used these certain examples for me to show like when there is disunity, when there is division, how that can just ruin a whole move of God, how it just can ruin so many different things. And so just believing that we are in this season where God is maturing the church, you know, to be able to have conversations for us to be able, like, if there's something going on to be able to remember the heart of the person and let that guide our emotions instead of, you know, other things. And so this is just something I've personally been, you know, kind of walking through, but, um, this is something that the Lord spoke to me, he said, the Lord wants you to be so grounded and immovable in your identity given to you by him. Um, that when those come along to persecute, persecute you out, out of woundedness, instead of thinking of yourself, you begin to intercede and pray for that person. Um, and so this is just something that maybe we talked about this last week or whatever, but, um, yeah. I just yeah. really had to, I'm just in this season of walking through that. Yeah. Um, so good. And I mean, it's worth mentioning over and over and over because again, talking about things to come, like there is going to be a unifying, there is a kingdom of God and the Lord is doing something where we're being as a whole united. And, and really, what does that look like? Because you're right. The divisions cause arguments, the divisions, you know, just all of that. And that's, we're not supposed to be in discord. We're supposed to be in unity. And really, what does that look like? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just definitely worth mentioning. Now, the other thing I have to share is when you talked about the TP, uh, I just got this picture of like families lived in, in a TP together. Like, it's like, that was their space, quarters. <laughs> very close quarters, <laughs> you know, and when you're in close quarters, it's really, I mean, it's almost like a sharpening. And I have felt that this little cost Casa Adobe that we're staying in, in the mountains in the high desert right now is, is pretty small. It's actually, you guys, it's an old goat shed. So they re they redid it. It's really cool, wow. but it's an old goat shed and it's, it's kind of small, um, but it's super cute. 
love to give you a little tour, but it's super cute. And, um, but it is very close quarters. <laughs> so I told Corey, I was like, I feel like I'm kind of starting to go a little stir crazy, you know, we're all in here together, but it's also been very special and it has brought a unity for us. Like just, you know, Hadassah, Corey and I like to have this memory to be under one roof, work things out, you know, whatever might come up. And isn't that such a picture? Like the family is such a picture of what God is doing mm-hmm. in the body of Christ, right? You know, the family and what does the enemy try to do? He tries to come to still kill and destroy, especially specifically the family, the family unit, mm-hmm. you know, and we see that happening in our culture in so many different ways. And so, yeah, I just, I just connect with this and, um, I love, I love, you know, just hearing how God is working in your life. And, um, I believe it's also reflective of just how he's working as a whole. Like our, our, the things we go through can be prophetic in a sense of what's really going on, you know, what's really going on in the church. So that's good. Yeah. There's something that can happen. Um, you know, when God is growing you up, you know, the, the word talks about, you know, milk. What is that scripture that talks about? Like, yeah, um, just fed milk, but God wants to feed us like meat. Like, you yeah, know, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wants us, he wants to feed it. He wants us to know the deeper things, you know, the deeper yeah. things of God. And I always remember like going through that season and, and I think you were the person who had said it, but it was like the deep things within us cry out to the deep things of God. And so, yeah. you know, longing and yearning for that. Um, but anyways, just during this season, I just have noticed a maturing of myself. Cause I told, I was speaking with my husband and I was like, old Jenna, like I would be having the last word. Yeah, <laughs> I would like, you know, I would defend myself. I yeah. would, you know, do all of these things, you know, like in public or, you know, with a person, if I was, you know, and, but God told me, he said, Jenna, maturity is when persecution comes your way and you don't give into a soul full of emotions, but per- continue to proclaim the word of God. Yeah. And so I love like whatever season I'm in, I'm just always trying to hear what the voice of the Lord is saying. Cause every single season that we go through, like God is trying to train us and teach us something. So Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? And I just think that that can go with you, whatever, whatever it is that you're walking through, whatever season with God, you know, that you're in. Yeah. I'm, um, there's been, uh, I'm, I'm going through, uh, this book actually for the second time and it's called, um, teach us to pray. And anyway, the author, Corey Russell talks about the desert season or talks about the wilderness and, and gives the example of John the Baptist, right. And John the Baptist, his life was completely set apart. Um, he made a way, you know, as a, as a voice calling out, make a way, make a straight path. and as I have come here to this place, this was a, a rest for, you know, for me and for my, for my family is to come here and do this. Um, but as I've been here and even before this, I truly feel the Lord calling me to detox from the culture, like my, my own set of values, what I see is important and what is really, truly important. You know, and so like, there's such a simplicity here, <laughs> you know, like where, I mean, honestly, where I'm saying there's such a, there's such a simplicity. And I just, I, I see too, that this is what's happening, 
for the church as well, like to detox, to come out of, I mean, truly it's actually coming out of the the, the Babylon system and the things in our world. And, um, like this is could this could be a whole topic and a whole episode, but part of that is to come out of arguments, out of division, you know, out of, um, valuing things that aren't going to matter, you know? And so that's what I've been, that's what I've been, you know, really, um, praying about and praying that for my family, then for my daughter too, you know, that she is somebody who will make straight paths and walk straight paths that her foot would not slip and, um, that she would come into all the things that God has for her, you know? So yeah, that's what I've been, that's what I've been in. And, um, I have to read this. It's so, so I love that. Yeah. Isn't Yeah. And this is, I'm just going to read this. It says voices are formed in the wilderness. So voices become voices through silence and solitude. Right. And you think too, when you go through something like the old self would want to like, not be silent, (laughs) not go to solitude. You know, sometimes you got to pause, like voices become voices through silence and solitude. It's refining. Um, and it's the quality of messenger and message that penetrates the noise of a chaotic culture in the world and in the church. Um, and this is, this comes from the book, but we are in an urgent hour and the greatest need is voices that emerge from silence to cut through the chaos of noise. Mm. And ultimately that is, that is what is happening. Like the bride is, is maturing and our bridegroom Jesus is causing us to mature and grow up and unify and have compassion, even for the mother who would throw her baby in a dumpster to, to see her, like you said, Jenna, to see her with God's eyes. Like that is what we, God is growing us up into. So that's good. You know, when you talked about this, just living simply, I just feel so drawn into that. When I went and Mike and I went and saw that movie, redeeming love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I haven't seen it yet. So don't oh tell me. Too much. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but okay. it, it continued to grow this desire, like in my heart for simpler times, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just simpler times. Yeah. And sometimes I just wonder like how much more joyful life would be if we just simplified, yeah, you know, yeah. if we just yeah. simplified our life, if we just simplified things, I don't know. I was like, I want to like move out to the middle of nowhere and just start growing my own food and yes! like get a horse. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was such a good movie. Yeah. I just recommended it. I was, it was two hours and 15 minutes long. And when it was over, I was like, no, it can't oh. be over. I was like, keep going. Oh, I, I can't like wait. It was yeah. so good. It's so good. I can't wait to see it, but I hear what you're saying too. And so now I'm like, I'm even more drawn to the movie, but, but again, I have felt that even being here, like we are like, basically we're on, I mean, it it could be considered a little acreage or homestead type thing. Like they grow all their vegetables. This place Mm. is sun powered. Like it's solar powered. Um, it's like, yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll give you a little tour, but, but it has me thinking too, of like the simplicity and just not being a consumer, but more like a producer where like, yeah, growing own vegetables.